Hello, and welcome to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. I'm Isla Garcia, Master's Degree of Nutrition Science and Registered Dietitian, and I'm going to make weight loss realistic, sustainable, and uncomplicated for your busy lifestyle. On this podcast, me and my team of registered dietitians will decipher the latest nutrition research, dissect fad diets, and discuss social media trends for you so you can feel confident knowing what to eat to achieve your health goals. Research suggests that most weight loss programs aren't successful, but my experience has taught me that this is not because the participants aren't committed. It's because those diets are designed by non-nutrition professionals and center around severe restrictions. We are here to provide the facts about the science of weight loss so you can have the success you want and continue living your best life. Hello, and welcome back to The Millennial Nutritionist. My name is Isla, your founder, CEO, and host of our podcast. Um, And today I want to talk to you about why you shouldn't calculate your calories on your own or use online calorie calculators. This topic, um, I've been keeping in the back of my head to do a podcast episode for a long time. I've talked about it every now and then on Instagram, so make sure to go follow us um, because it's where a lot of podcast ideas are born over there. When I get a lot of interest, I know that I should make a whole podcast about it. And I got some responses saying that they would appreciate a whole episode on it instead of just my like one minute little clips on stories. Um, So here we are. But some announcements before we dive in. Um... I am continuing to simplify business and it feels really good. And one sad thing is that I'm going to start editing my own podcast episodes. I loved working with uh, our previous podcast producer. She's one of my good friends. So if you're looking to start a podcast, I would highly recommend taking my spot. I just am simplifying some things. So all that to say, I don't know what it's going to look like from here. I definitely am not a professional podcast producer or anything. I'm going to hope to kind of stick with the same schedule, but I'm overall trying to de-stress my life. And, um, sometimes the podcast does bring me some stress. So I'm still going to try to upload every week, but it may go down every other week. We may do a lot more replays. Um, we'll just end up seeing what happens. Just letting you know, in case like there's anything funky with the audio or anything different. Um, just a heads up millennial living update. I am kind of switching something up. So we do a couple of pieces of content over there a month, I think like four or five. And I'm going to take out the blog that we do. I just like was finding it really hard to get motivated to write a separate blog piece for millennial living. And so I'm going to replace it with products that we recommend. Sometimes I appreciate this from other people. I don't know if anybody has any other ideas, let me know. I always like struggle with that fourth piece of content. I feel really good about doing the recipes. I know you'll like those. I do like a special video module on the specific topic every month. Um, we do a cooking demo, um, and we do a PDF of something that has to all do with that topic this month. It's about steps. So we've done all the associated content with that. Um, and then I think I'm going to just do like a random product guide. I might just like drop this because we actually also do a grocery guide every month. We every now and then do like videos of exercise clips. So we'll just see if I end up dropping it. It might just be bonus content, but all that to say I made an October pick. So if there's anything that I'm constantly like talking about that I genuinely just am using for the month, I think I'm going to just do a little wrap up PDF and with some links at the bottom. Um, I like two, two things that I put on there for this month. I think there's nine or six things I put on there. Um, a food processor that I just bought. Finally, I was trying to like stick it out with the blender. And even though I have Vitamix, like 
I don't think it replaces the good old food processor. So I put one of those on there. And then I also put um, Lululemon socks. Um, my husband and I fight about the Lululemon socks all the time. So we just like double up because uh, we share, we wear like a very similar size foot and shoe. And so I put those on there and I feel like it just makes me want to exercise more when I have really good socks. And he's honestly said too, he's like, I thought that you were just being really weird about the way you like your socks, but they really do make a difference. So, um, there's a lot more on the page that I've talked about constantly. So you can go check that out. And you all reminder, you get a free trial of millennial living for two weeks. If you want to go over there and check it out, but without further ado, today's episode, um, why you shouldn't calculate your calories using an online calculator. So a major preface overall, I guess, is that Online calculators, I don't think are incorrect. That's not the problem with using them. The problem is the user. So um, uh, full disclosure, I use an online calculator when I get clients. I don't, again, don't think there's anything wrong, but I have the understanding of how to use the tool and how to change it. I sometimes think it's similar as medication. Um, I mean, it's not like as life or death as medication, but it's like, you know, if somebody were to go buy medication, like somewhere. I don't know. Maybe it's not a good example, but if you could just go buy, you know, a medication yourself, um, it's still going to work. Right. But it's just like, you don't know the dosing behind what you need. And you don't know that maybe there are different medications of the same thing to try, or maybe you don't know the regimen to take, or maybe you, you need to be warned about interactions or, you end up picking a wrong medication. I think that's all like all the similar problems that I see with using online calculators. I don't think the calculators are wrong, but there's just so many problems with not understanding calories that can really mess you up if you use online calculators. Overall, I think it just can make you give up way too quickly. But before I give too much away, I have three points that I've thought of that I think are the main points. I could probably could make like a point, a video, a part two and three of this. So let me know. Um, but I have three main points that I kind of see a lot from previous clients versus when they work with me. So the first one is just kind of a straight up not understanding different calorie amounts and thinking that when it gives you your basal rate, that's what it you should be eating below. So a lot of times when online calculators, I, I don't know, I guess like it depends, but I think most of the time they'll give you your basal rate and also your total daily energy expenditure. And I just hear a lot of people say that when they did that, they thought that they were supposed to eat below that basal rate, which just goes back to like you not having an education in calories and not understanding. I tape, I tell my clients that the basal rate is the amount of calories that you should be eating at complete rest. And complete rest is not like sleeping. Complete rest is like you have very minimal brain activity. This is what I used to feed patients when they were in the ICU and they couldn't even breathe on their own. Like they needed a machine to breathe for them. Basic, basic uh, life functions like your DNA replicating and your diaphragm to move up and down when you do breathe. Like all of these things take calories, which is why we die of starvation when we don't eat. Um, and so it still takes quite a bit of calories. Um, you're not gonna die if you eat below them like, right away. Eventually, if you do it, you know, a lot, you will kind of like wither away. Um, but I just tell people if you eat consistently below your basal rate, I mean, first of all, it's just going to make you feel pretty crappy. Like you're just going to feel really tired. I think because your body, if like, let's say you're not severely below that basal rate, 
your body will say like, hey, we're not really getting a, what, the amount that we need for this body size. So let's just like slow everything down and try to help this person out. So it'll cause you to feel tired. Um, it'll also cause you to actually like slow down your movements. It's crazy. Um, a couple of the things that go into what you need to account for on top of your basal rate are, um, exercise, like exercise, even just like walking around. I always ask people the amount of steps that they're taking. So I can calculate that in digestion. You burn calories through digestion. So somebody who's at complete rest, like unconscious on a hospital bed, they're not really digesting anything. So we don't have to account for those extra calories. And then this third thing is neat, which relates to the first topic that I was saying. Neat is non-activity, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which are me like scratching my nose. Me, I'm notorious for like moving my hands a lot when I talk, um, moving your foot. Like some people are nervous and they like move their leg. Those are all activities, um, but there's not like exercise related, right? But why it connects to the first point is if you're eating below your basal rate, your body will actually slow all of that down and just make you move like, I guess, a sloth. Um, and so all that to say, you just are not going to function properly as a person if you're eating below your basal rate. Another thing that can happen is it can damage, damage your metabolism. So when I went to this um, obesity certification training, uh, we pressed one of the researchers on this and he um, said that it is a thing to, that they do find that people who eat a very low amount of calories and then regain weight back when they test their metabolism over, like they test a large group of people, they do find that they do have a lower metabolism when they are at a higher weight compared to somebody who's never lost weight before and are just at a higher weight. And I think it's totally true. We find a common theme of people who have yo-yo dieted um, tend to have a harder time losing weight, uh, eating a amount that we think is going to be right for their body. Even when we bring it down compared to somebody we get who might be the same body weight, but has never really tried to be in a calorie deficit before they seem to have a much easier time losing weight with a higher amount of calories. Um, you really just want to make sure you're eating between the basal rate and the total daily energy expenditure. So make sure you have those two numbers in check. Um, the total daily energy expenditure part though is the part I think it takes a little bit more nuance and education because the basal rate is basically just based on like gender weight, height and age. Like it's a straight up calculation. Um, the total daily energy expenditure part takes a little bit more understanding of calories. Um, that's where some calculations are a little weird and some calculations I find are even incorrect with exercise or I've just come to know patterns. I think even like what I was taught in school about how to uh, calculate this total daily energy expenditure, which is like all these things I just said added on to the basal rate, um, isn't correct. Or I don't know, it doesn't always play out. So I've even had to adjust what I've learned and know like my own <laughs> Isla Garcia calculation or how to adjust it for different people. Like one example, I find that when I have people that are over 250 pounds, and we've kind of discussed this on our team. We don't think that the calculations that we were taught are correct because it recommends a very large amount of calories. And we don't find that people are successful eating that many calories for weight loss. So just like one example that that number, the total daily energy expenditure, I do think is harder to achieve, but you need like to achieve just like doing it on your own uh, to calculate. But that number is so important because you need to figure out what that number is to get in between the two numbers to get your calorie deficit range. So that's the first point. 
Do you feel like you're tired of trying every new diet out there whenever you're ready to lose weight, but you never really find long-term success because it's either too restrictive or just not conducive to your lifestyle? Well, then let me tell you about our three-month lifestyle reset program. This is an individualized weight loss approach where you'll be going through our proven six-step method and you'll be led by a registered dietitian. By becoming a client of the program, you'll be able to learn how to control your weight, increase your energy and confidence, and also improve your overall well-being. Not to be dramatic, but a lot of clients tell us that they actually change their lives by going through the program and finally find a sustainable weight loss solution when they actually haven't found that with any other program. If you are interested in becoming a client, sign up for a discovery call on our website, themillennialnutritionist.com with me, Isla Garcia, and I'll help match you with one of our registered dietitian coaches based off of your challenges and their nutrition expertise. If you're ready to find a sustainable weight loss solution in a non-judgmental and encouraging environment, I hope you'll connect with us soon. The second point is not knowing when and how to adjust calories. Um, This is important because even with a calculation, it is really just the starting off point for people. We really have to go off of how your body is responding for so many reasons. I mean, even if our, like we have really estimated the exact amount of calories that you need to lose weight, you could not be tracking correctly. It is so hard to track correctly, even as a dietitian. So I can only imagine people who aren't dietitians and what they have to think of to track. So let's say like, for example, you are tracking that you're eating 1600 calories, but you're incorrectly tracking and you don't even know you're incorrectly tracking. And I don't, you know, I can't know what you're doing because I don't live with you. Um, And you're really eating an extra like, like you're eating up to 1700, 1700, 1800, 1900 calories. It may seem like you were eating 1600 calories. So we have to stick with that number and say, okay, we're going to have to bring it down to 1500 calories and see this week. Even if it means you're not actually eating 800 calories, but we do have to just have some standard of what, I guess, like I'm saying you're tracking to bring that down. And as a dietitian, I understand this and know that I'm not starving you, but if you're doing this on your own, you could be like, there's no way that I have to only eat 1800 calories. Like even as a personal example, I don't lose weight unless I eat very close to my basal rate, which doesn't even fully make sense to me, but I think I'm personally a really bad tracker. I eat at home like four days of the week, but Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I eat out a lot and I try to estimate what I um, eat when I eat out, but I think it's so under what I eat. Like I don't think... I account for everything that by the time you average in those like four days of me eating at home versus three days of eating out, I think I'm actually probably eating more than I'm tracking. So all that to say, you have to adjust with that understanding. Um, Also, you do have to, again, like just go off of what your body is doing, because even if it's so frustrating that you're only eating like you're only tracking that you're eating 1400 calories and you're just like, what the heck is wrong with me? I've got to do this like reverse diet because like, you know, there's got to be a reason that my body's not losing weight at this amount. Um, it's probably not true, which I don't, I don't know. It might, hopefully it doesn't hurt your feelings, but, um, I know solutions to work through with clients. And unfortunately, if you're not losing weight, all we can do is decrease calories again. However, we don't just like straight up decrease calories. Um, we first are going to have to figure out like how to maximize you not being hungry, right? It's not about just being like, well, 
you're eating 1200 calories of Snickers. We're going to have to go down to like a thousand calories of Snickers. No, I know that you're going to be hungry if we go down calories. So I'm going to prep you and I'm going to say, okay, if we just take away some food groups, you're going to be hungry and you're going to give up. So let's help you to be full by increasing some protein, increasing produce. I start to tell clients every time you eat something, think about, is it going to fill you up? We are not going to go for foods that are small in volume, like fat and expect you to be able to stick with this. No. So I really help clients at this point. If we do have to decrease calories, because you're not losing weight, figure out how to really increase produce. I mean, you don't have to do only five to six servings. You can do heck like 10 to 12 servings, and it can really help you to feel full. Same with eating carbs versus fat. A higher carb diet is going to give you more volume. You can think of like three cups of popcorn is what, like 150 calories versus 150 calories of peanut butter. That's like not even two tablespoons. So volume wise, you can get so much more. And there's so many other examples of how I help clients maximize the calories that they're working with. If we do have to decrease calories, so you don't feel miserable. Um, however, if you are losing weight and you feel hungry, that tells me that we can actually increase calories. We don't have to just stay miserable just because you are losing weight. Uh, you know, I think the best thing is to feel normal while you're losing weight and it's totally achievable. I would say like 95, my, 95, my 95% of my clients say that they don't feel like they're doing anything differently. They don't feel hungry. They feel more energized. They feel better, which is the ultimate goal. However, if I do have somebody who is eating, um, it was losing weight and maybe losing something crazy, like two pounds a week. Um, I will check in and be like, Hey, I actually think we can increase your calorie some. And for a couple of reasons, first of all, we're always trying to mitigate that metabolism decrease but also um, there's just no reason to feel like miserable and hungry all the time if you're losing weight. But if you were doing that on your own, you might think that that's just what you have to do. And then lastly, we don't just like decrease calories. Just first off, we I always am going to make sure somebody is exercising to the full extent that they can, that's doable for them, because I do think that, that it's easier to do some sort of low stress exercise as opposed to just trying to like starve yourself to a lower weight. And then also I'm really going to comb through somebody's diary. So I know that we can't track accurately all the time, but to really get to the root of the problem of why somebody's not losing weight, eating the calories that I recommend first, I have to make sure that you're not doing something like not tracking salad dressings that can add on like 200 calories, not measuring foods that can really cause you to increase, uh, have an like a false sense of the calories that you're eating. Um, other examples are just not tracking on the weekends. I really try to get them to people to track at least like one day on the weekend, because I know the weekends are when we want to go out to eat and do other things. And so I think it's important to get some sort of data, um, so that we know overall, like, Hey, it's not that we need to decrease your calories. It's actually that we just need to decrease your eating to get you down to the amount of calories that I already did recommend to you, which sometimes is harder because then like to you, you do have to eat less, but at least we don't have to assume that your metabolism is low. Um, the third reason that you should not calculate your calories using online calculators is because if you don't understand where the number comes from or how it works in your body, you are probably going to think you have to follow that amount every day and then likely give up. I always tell people weekly calorie average matters most or I don't know how to phrase this correctly, like the daily calorie average by the end of the week, you know, after seven days, average out that number. <laughs> so that whatever, however you'd say that, 
Um, the way that we lose weight is by being in a 3,500 calorie deficit. I know that's like old science. If there's, you know, a, a new person comes out and says that like, there's a better number to go off of, please let me know. But for now, we just continue to use this number. So 3,500 calories is what somebody figured out a long time ago is one pound of fat. So that's where we are able to use that, the online calculator to say like, Hey, if you want to lose two pounds a week, you need to be in deficit of this. If you only lose one pound a week, you got to be in deficit of that. That's how they figure that out. Um, but all that to say, you can't do this in one day, right? Like, unless you're like very tall and very muscular and very active, you're likely not burning 3,500 calories a day. So you can't be in a deficit of 3,500 calories in one day. So we spread that out throughout the course of the week. If you multiply 500 calories by seven days, that gets you to 3,500 calories. So technically, if you're in a deficit of 500 calories a day, you should lose one pound a week. Does it ever work like that? No, because <laughs> we are not accurate in how we track and we don't exactly know how many calories you're burning. So don't get caught up on that. But that's, again, just starting off point of how we start that calculation. And then we can kind of adjust from there. But all that to say, we do have to spread it out throughout the week, which is why you can't really mess things up in one day. You can mess it up maybe if you do it three days, but definitely not one meal. And I think this helps a lot of people to feel better that a whole week isn't ruined if you eat one meal out. I mean, technically, if you eat a really high calorie day, because it the weekly average matters most, you could just eat a little less the rest of the week or eat a lot less the one day, and then it should average out by the end of the week mathematically. Is this the best way to go about it? I don't think so, but just to let you know, I mean, it could do it and it, it should still work out. I had a client once and she used to really get caught up on doing this all like all or nothing mindset. And she was, she did use a calculator. She like had a accurate calorie estimation before she started working with me, but she thought that she had to meet this every day. And then if she didn't do it one day, that she would not be able to lose weight. So she just would give up all the time, did this for years and years and felt super defeated, which I don't blame her. That is an intense way to live your life, especially if you're trying to lose weight. But I constantly just was saying, Hey, it's the weekly calorie average that matters most. You were doing great. Even though you went out to eat and drink some on Friday and Saturday, you are so consistent Monday through Friday, that those meals just like work their way in and you're still in a calorie deficit overall. And she was losing weight. I think that's the hard part too, is when you don't understand and you're losing weight, you still think you're a failure, which you're not a failure. If you're losing weight, whatever you're doing is working. And I tell clients that all the time. I also think it's better to just like take it slow instead of trying to be as aggressive as you can with a like a severe daily calorie deficit because when you make small tweaks, it becomes second nature. You feel better. You feel like you can do it for the long term. A lot of people tell me they don't even feel like they're doing anything differently. And then before you know it, it's just how you eat and you are easily in a calorie deficit every day and losing weight and not even thinking about it. Um, for example, like small swaps that I talk about all the time on Instagram reels is, you know, just instead of doing four pieces of pizza, maybe do two pieces of pizza for pizza night and a Caesar salad or subbing out your two packets of snack sized chips for a snack and doing a protein shake instead. These things are very doable. And we're not talking about only doing a thousand calories a day. We're not talking about doing a thousand calories a day of like soy lunch shakes. We're talking about doing probably anywhere between 
1500 to 1800 calories a day of just things you already like to eat and looking through and making those small swaps so that we can have consistent weight loss. Is it going to mean that you're losing five pounds a week? No, but would you rather lose five pounds a week for one week? Or would you rather lose like one to two pounds every week for six months and then feel like you are just living a healthier life? I mean, I'd rather pick the second and I'd rather work with people to pick the second option. <laughs> um, I think it just, I think it's just a much better way to live your life because if you can do that for six months, you can probably do it for way longer and then you'll be where you want to be. So what are you going to do with this information? Um, well, you can always work with us if you feel like you need some help, but I think that something else to consider if you're trying to do this on your own, um, is to just calorie track. I always tell clients when they're starting out that they're is a lot of research to suggest that people who even just calorie track without a calorie goal are going to eat less because the more you're aware of what you eat in general um, and have to look at it, if you're tracking it, the less you are going to eat. Um, so I think if you are realizing that you are using some calculations that might not be right for you, First, start out with just tracking and trying to be as accurate as possible and honest with yourself as possible. Because if you're really honest with yourself about what you're eating, you can provide a way better calorie deficit for yourself than using an online calculator. For example, let's say you track super accurately, super honestly, every single day for two weeks straight. Like you're just going to try your best. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you're going to try hard to measure things and, and at least put everything in that you're eating, even on a day that's high. And let's say your current calorie deficit or the current amount of calories you're eating is like 2,600 calories. That is a way better way to calculate your total daily energy expenditure compared to an online calculator. Because from there you have actual evidence of like, Hey, I'm maintaining my weight, eating 2,600 calories. Like th that's the whole point of having a calorie calculator is to figure that out. But if you can just figure that out by seeing what you're eating, that's a way better way to do that. Then from there, I would just recommend trying to start maybe with a 500 calorie deficit. If you think that's too hard, maybe start with a 300 calorie deficit and then go from there. There are many layers to losing weight that go beyond just being in a calorie deficit, which is why our program has six steps and not just one step of being in a calorie deficit. However, I will say that being in a calorie deficit is the most important thing. And I don't, I'm not afraid to say that now after going to this obesity training, because they also said it over and over again, it's the most important thing. However, it is really hard to know if you're in a calorie deficit because we don't track accurately because we don't have ways to actually like look inside your body and see the calories you're burning. But if you can try as hard as you can to be in a calorie deficit with the tools that I just told you, I think it could help you to get started in some way. Just collect data and see where it gets you. And I have a freebie about this. So if you go on our website or I'll try to put it in the show notes, if I figure out how to do that, you, um, I have a freebie where I talk about how to accurately track because that's another level of uh, misunderstanding is not knowing how to accurately track. And then I talk about how you could just have your own calorie deficit that way anyway. And again, be honest, because I honestly think the more you put in there, the better, because we don't want to think that you are maintaining your weight only eating 1500 calories, because that means that a 500 calorie deficit is a thousand. And that's going to really suck as opposed to just being honest and being like, Hey, I'm maintaining my weight, eating 2,700 calories. A deficit of 2,100 calories is so much nicer. So I always try to tell myself that too when I'm tracking and I'm like, I don't want to track these like 
three Starbursts and the Gatorade I drank today. And then I also had a latte, but I'm like, Hey, maybe I'll be surprised. And maybe I can maintain my weight eating all that stuff, but I'll never know if I don't put it in. Right. So just be honest, but I hope that was helpful. I hope that that gave you some information about why I don't recommend people to track um, or to calculate their calorie deficit on their own. Again, it's not entirely the calorie calculator's fault. I think it's the user's fault because you're not a dietitian. You have a your whole you have a whole other job you're supposed to be doing. Let me be the dietitian. Let the dietitians on my team be the dietitians. You do your thing. Go through our three month program, and I think that's really all you need. It's a crash course in nutrition, and we'll help you through it. Thank you so much for listening to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. For daily weight loss tips and nutrition information, you can find us on Instagram at the.millennial.nutritionist and on TikTok at millennial.nutritionist. If you find this information helpful, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend who needs encouragement on their health journey. See you in the next episode.